We're here to talk with Justin Hanker, the co-founder and director of Mind Biotherapeutics, which is a research business in the medicinal psychedelics industry, a fast-growing area ready to make a big splash in the treatment of mental health. So welcome, Justin. Thanks, Andrew. Great to be here. So firstly, Justin, how did this business come about for you? Well, look, um, so Mind Biotherapeutics is a multidisciplinary uh, company that's working in the psychedelic space that we're pioneering work across a number of verticals. And uh, so we're doing clinical trials uh, using these substances out of the University of Auckland in New Zealand. So very important clinical trials. We're only one of a handful of public listed companies that are doing this type of rigorous clinical work. We also have interest in uh, adjacent psychotherapies out of uh, the LikeMind clinics uh, and also in, an interest in digital mental health, which is really a really important uh, intervention uh, that we believe is effective in treating some of these uh, mental health conditions. Uh, so we, we're very excited about the research that we're doing. Uh, this is uh, sort of a game-changing research in clinical trials, and uh, we believe this could be sort of a game-changing solution for the mental health crisis that we're facing globally at present. So you're not a scientist, Justin. So how did you come about this and what's your role? No, I'm definitely not a scientist. So I am an investment banker and a corporate advisor by trade. And uh, my business partner and I, over about a year and a half ago, we discovered psychedelics and were quite interested in, uh, in sort of the investment thesis and the scientific thesis in this sector. Uh, you know, the, the science is, is fascinating. Whilst I'm not a scientist, I'm, I'm really fascinated by science. You know, the, the, the impact of, of these drugs on the brain is profound. Scientists want to know why. Uh, we're investment investors. We're investment bankers. There's a lot of money pouring into this sector. And so, uh, you know, it's just a, a really great time for funding of these projects and funding of this work. There's a lot of, a lot of excitement in the business community that's going on around this work at the moment. And that's the key, isn't it, Justin? You're in this business to fund the research and come up with some answers. Well, that's right. I mean, look, we're, it's early days. I mean, these substances, psychedelics, and they're things like the substances like LSD, ayahuasca, psilocybin, which is the, the active ingredient found in magic mushrooms of all things. So these type of substances have been around for centuries and have been known for their, their profound clinical effects. However, um, you know, they were researched once, once upon a time, but about 50 years ago, or um, you know, thereabouts, 40 years ago, they were, they were banned. And uh, so some really important clinical work had stopped at that time. Uh, but only recently in the last sort of decade have we sort of seen uh, clinical trials and uh, you know, research sort of come back into the foray. And I think the work that's been done in cannabis has sort of led the way and kind of paved some of the regulatory framework and some of the approvals. And we can see that this, these substances have a profound impact on the brain and scientists want to know why. And governments realise that, you know, the current treatment regimens in mental health are just not working. So, uh, you know, it's really exciting work and but there's, there's a lot of work to do so we're interested in the clinical trials and the research and then we want to we want to commercialize the intellectual property that comes out of that research and to get drugs effective drugs novel compounds into the market so uh, that we can help you know start treating people perhaps more effectively than they've been treated before but the first step is to get the data show that the drugs are safe and to show that they work so look you can't help get away from the fact that the psychedelics and lsd uh, takes people immediately to thoughts of acid trips in the 60s and 70s. But I think there's a little bit different things going on here. And what fascinates me, as well as the benefits of the LSD, are the concepts and the technology that will come into the microdosing part of this research. Yeah, that's right. So, we, you know, this, this research sort of extends just beyond the drug formulation work because there's a whole safety component here. These drugs are, are 
um, there are there deemed to be sort of Schedule One Class A drugs, and that means that they have no medicinal use and that they're subject to abuse and misuse. That's the way they're, they're perceived to be by governments around the world. Uh, but we are doing trials at the moment to, 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 to work out whether they're effective and safe, in which we believe they're well tolerated uh, by patients, and in fact, better tolerated than the current uh, antidepressant tr treatment regimens. Um, and, but with respect to the technology that's attached to this, we're, we're developing some novel safety devices, uh, some applications and feedback mechanisms to clinicians uh, to, to prove safety and efficacy and to, and to get a working model so that these drugs can be used safely in the community and, and uh, they're you know, sort of less subject to the abuse and misuse that um, we're, we're worried about. So the modern research around LSD rates it as 20 times less harmful than alcohol, but that's clearly not a Schedule one drug, is it? It's kind of strange. It, it, is, it is interesting. I mean, there's, there's, there's no doubt that uh, we all know that these substances have, have an effect on the brain. Uh, but what we didn't know until recently with the, with the technology that's available to us, the brain, the brain scanning, the imaging, and also the, uh, the, the chemical sort of understanding of the, the, the way the chemistry works, is that when you ingest these drugs, the common understanding is that actually it's changing the structure of the brain. It's fascinating. And so you tell you ingest LSD or, or psilocybin and it encourages the growth of dendrites. This is a concept known as neuro, neuroplasticity. It's an exciting uh, piece of scientific work. And uh, so it is interesting that uh, what you say about alcohol versus these drugs, this, these drugs actually appear to have an, a, a positive impact on the brain by be, being able to, to create this new neural activity. So that's really exciting. And that's what this, all this research and that is all about. And that's what the scientists are, are interested in finding more about. I've been reading the Albert Hoffman book and he's the scientist who created or found LSD which interestingly he calls it his problem child. But we seem to have come a full circle now and we're back to looking at its benefits rather than its abuse. Yeah, that's right. Well, actually, you know, interesting, uh, uh, Dr. Albert Hoffman, he's, uh, he, he discovered it accidentally. He was doing some blood work. He thought it might be, uh, uh, you know, useful in some other treatments, but uh, he accidentally sort of, um, you know, ingested the drug and, and uh, he, he discovered its profound impact on the brain. It's hallucinogenic impact on the brain but yeah we have you know fast forward sort of 80 years we've come a long way and uh, the work that we're doing is some of the some of the most exciting microdosing clinical trials that have been done I believe we're doing a world's first trial where our trials are actually um, involve the not not just the use and the, the, the manipulation of the drug and the formulation work in a laboratory where we're we're prescribing this drug to patients who uh, a doctor prescribes the drug and, and patients take the drug home with them and take it as they would any other medication. And that's really interesting, really exciting because we have the approvals by the New Zealand government to do that. And uh, this is allowing us to, to, to do, the, do the largest and most substantial safety study of its kind anywhere in the world. Can we quickly touch on the concept of microdosing and what that means and what it is? Yeah, it's a good question. So there are two schools of thought here. So, the, so and, we, and look, we're a champion for the industry here. We, we're, we, at the moment, we're pioneering uh, microdosing studies, uh, but there are different thesis, scientific thesis in this sector. So the microdosing thesis, as opposed to macrodosing, is where a person would take a sub-perceptual dose of this drug um, and, and then be able to get on with their day as they would if taking any other, other drug. Um, macrodosing, on the other hand, is where a patient comes into a clinic, uh, they take a large dose of the drug, it's a hallucinogenic dose, and they go through this ex therapeutic experience uh, with, a, with a practitioner. And so both, both approaches are different, but the, the effects on the brain uh, uh, 
are, are very similar, albeit a subperceptual dose is a much smaller uh, dose. Nicole Kidman's Nine Perfect Strangers has um, it's brought the concept of LSD as a treatment for mental health disorders to the forefront of, of many people's minds. But uh, I'm hoping you're not proposing to secretly dose people. Oh, look, it's interesting. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's probably timely, and it, and you know, these Hollywood films do bring um, this to the attention of people. And uh, so, albeit it's perhaps done in in the, you know a wrong way, uh, you know, but we're we're advocates of safety and legal use of these substances. Uh, but it is interesting that that these drugs now are becoming uh, popular. They're very well accepted, and uh, the science has been well received by government and regulatory bodies. So we're interested in just getting the science right, proving that these substances work and they're safe and building safe models for their use. And uh, so that's, you know, sort of the sole purpose of, uh, you know, of our clinical work and uh, our interest in the sector. So there are two ways to conduct research. One is to prove a concept, while the other is to be led by the research and its results. Which method are you using at Mind Biotherapeutics? Yeah, so at the moment we, we're in, you know, phase one, uh, of clinical trials, and these are rigorous protocols that are used to prove safety and efficacy of a drug in the sort of therapeutic models that are acceptable to regulatory bodies around the world. Uh, and they're very expensive. They're very uh, tough to, to put together. They very you know, take a long period of time to develop these protocols, which are published and peer-reviewed. Uh, and the studies that we're doing are what you call a randomised, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial uh, in healthy patients. So the, what that means really in sort of lay terms is that, that uh, neither the patient or the, all the, um, the scientist knows uh, what, what the patient is taking. And, uh, and so that's, that's the double blind aspect of these trials. And the participants are randomly selected from a population. So we do get a really good view at the end of these trials of, you know, is it safe and how is it working? Is it effective? And the, the protocols that we're using are, are, are rigorous and, you know, I don't, I don't propose to know, uh, to be able to repeat the science, but there's a whole battery of tests before and after tests that are taken, psychometric tests, biometric tests, blood tests, brain scans, that are, are before and after effects. And uh, there's some interesting data that's coming out. There's an incredible, there's a massive amount of data that we're seeing. And so um, we've just reached the halfway point in these clinical trials. We've just completed 39 participants and we, we're, uh, we plan to do another 41 participants over the next sort of six months and to complete this phase one study. So Dustin, thanks for all of that. There's plenty to talk about here, but we've run out of time today. Maybe we can chat soon about the research in a bit more detail, as well as the investment potential of businesses in the medicinal psychedelics industry. That would be terrific. Thanks very much, Andrew. Pleasure to be here. That was Justin Hanker of Mind Biotherapeutics. Join us next week, and we'll delve a little more into this fascinating and evolving industry. I'm Andrew Clark. Thanks for your time.